We're in a cafe, and it's nighttime. A man walks through the front door. He's dressed casually with a bag slung over his shoulder. Without taking his order, the barista brings him a coffee. We soon find out that this guy's name is Ron, and he owns the place. It's called Ron's Coffee. In the back, a hooded figure sees Ron come in and starts to walk towards him, slowly. He reaches Ron's table, and even though he hasn't been invited, he sits down. And then the guy with the hoodie begins to speak. He seems to know an awful lot about Ron. Details about his business, details about his real name, stuff that's not public anywhere. He tells him that he likes coming to this coffee shop because the Wi-Fi is good. Really good. And then the hooded figure continues. He tells Ron that he started intercepting all of the network traffic at the cafe, and he's noticed something disturbing. Ron asks the hooded figure if he's planning on blackmailing him. The hooded figure calmly tells Ron, no, he doesn't care about money, but what he does care about is justice. The police have already been tipped off, and they're on their way right now. And with that, the hooded figure stands up, walks out the front door, and into the night. If that all seems like it came from the imagination of a Hollywood writer, it's because it did. That scene was from the pilot episode of Mr. Robot, the high-tech drama from the USA Network. And while most of us don't really need to worry about having anything that's blackmail-worthy, it does make me wonder, how careful do we need to be when we log on at our local coffee shops? How easy is it for some nefarious type to snoop out our personal information? I don't know about you, but I'm starting to feel like this kind of thing might just happen more often than we think. A quick search online found a story about a tech journalist who got hacked while using the Wi-Fi on an airplane. Ironically, it was while he was researching an article on online security. Then there was a story I came across about a group of hackers who targeted executives who used the Wi-Fi in their hotel rooms. Through this hack, they were able to steal heaps and heaps of sensitive corporate information. And then there was a story I read about how public networks can be so flimsy that even a seven-year-old can crack them. Literally, seven-year-old Betsy Davies from the UK was able to hack into a public network in only 10 minutes flat. So, on a scale of one to say, oh crap, how worried should we really be? We're about to find out. Welcome to Hackable from McAfee. This computer is on the job around the clock in case of attack. Their principal target is you. The design is complete. But will it work? Shake hands with danger. I'm Jeff Siskind, and I'm here at the McAfee offices in Dallas, Texas with Bruce Snell. And Bruce, I hope I have your title right. You're the Cybersecurity and Privacy Director for McAfee. That's correct. Okay, that's awesome. I kind of want a title like that for myself, but that's not why we're here. We're here for a reason. In a few minutes, we're going to actually leave this building, head down to a coffee shop in an attempt to replicate the exact cafe Wi-Fi hack that the main character, Mr. Robot, pulled off. But before we do anything, Bruce, 
Can you break it down for me? Just how easy is it to hack a public Wi-Fi network? Well, I mean, I think there's definitely varying degrees of the term hack. Right. Uh, for one thing, it's, it's really easy once you connect to a, a, a wireless network to sniff all the traffic that's going across it. Sorry, wait, what do, what do you mean by sniff all the wireless traffic? What does that mean? Uh, you just inhale deeply in your nose. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, sorry, sniffing is basically, uh, it's, it's actually similar to smelling something. Right, you're 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 on the network, you're on the wire, as it as it were. So the 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 sniffing is really just looking at the packets as they're going past. Packet of information. What what is a packet of information? So any sort of information that goes across the internet is actually composed of a lot of packets. Right, they're these little pieces of information that connect together to form a bigger picture. Okay, so if if I'm sitting in my local coffee shop and I'm downloading a picture of a puppy. Let's just say sure. a, 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 a packet of information is, is sort of, is it just a piece of that puppy? It is just a piece of that puppy. Um, uh, now, it's not necessarily specifically the nose or, you know, the, the, the wiggly little tail. Not that we're advocating breaking puppies up into pieces, just no, to be clear. No, not at all. Okay, so, so as someone who feels that they don't really have anything to hide, because if anyone wants to stoop at my stuff, it's going to be really, really boring. Do I have anything to be worried about? Am I being naive? Well, I think for your daily emails back and forth, uh, you know, to be honest, I, I, I kind of agree with you on that. Now, on the flip side, or on the far extreme side, uh, there are ways to inject malware or malicious, malicious code into things that you're downloading. So that picture of the puppy that you're, you're downloading, if you're connected to a malicious hotspot, that bad guy, the, the, the shadowy cyber criminal, could be injecting malware so that as that picture's coming down, it's being loaded up with virus. And then when it gets to your computer and you open that picture, it executes that virus. <coughs> okay, I have to admit, this is all seeming science fiction to me. Mm. So we wanted to put this to the test, which is why I have flown down to Dallas to see you in person. We wanted to see just how easy it is to hack a public cafe Wi-Fi. So as you know, we've already overcome our first challenge with this test. Our, our first challenge was to find a cafe that was actually willing to let us hack them. And that completely thankless task fell to one of our story producers on the show, David Swanson. And David had to dig real deep and park his ego at the door and somehow find a way to deal with a whole lot of rejection. Thank you for calling. Hi, my name is David, and I'm helping produce a podcast about internet security. And we're hoping to conduct a brief experiment at your coffee shop where we hack your Wi-Fi network. Oh, I'd really rather you not. I don't make enough money to be put in a pickle like that. It would just be uh, an experiment. We wouldn't be looking at anybody's traffic or information. No, I can't do that. Sorry, babe. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd be able to. I'd have to go through corporate. Oh, I don't think so. It would probably take somebody higher up to say yes to agree to that. Um, no. So David did eventually find one cafe that kindly allowed us to hack their network. We're at the Coffee House Cafe here in Dallas, and we are setting up... I don't know what we're setting up. Bruce, tell me what we're doing. So what we're doing is we're setting up a what's called an evil twin... Access point. Yeah, that already sounds super scary. It sounds, and, and it's not just an access point with a with a beard and mustache. Um, <laughs> that looks vaguely like you. <laughs> <laughs> it looks, it looks yeah. a little bit like Except me. Except for the red eyeballs. That's right, or the the mole on the one side. Yeah. Now, so an evil twin basically is a concept of taking a good access point. It's right, something that you know people would connect to, 
and making a duplicate of that. Okay. So what I've done is I've gone through and created a access point that is the name of a national cellular carrier. Right. A lot. What a lot of the cellular carriers do is they will create access points around you know around the country. To where if you have one of their phones, you will automatically connect to that access point. Oh, okay. Which is nice because it takes, you know, it, it takes the stress off of their, their mobile network, and it also saves your data minutes. And so but what happens is your phone is set up to automatically connect to that. So I'm taking advantage of that by creating an access point that is named the same thing as, you know, this, this cellular carrier, so that when people come in who use that carrier, they will just automatically connect to that access point. Okay, so through the magic of technology, if I understand this correctly, and correct me, please, you've created a fake Wi-Fi network. You're going to launch it, and we're going to see who connects. Yes, well, I've actually already launched. Oh, okay. Um, just because I wanted to make sure I had something to talk about while we were <laughs> Okay, going. so you've launched it. You launched it, I guess, how, five minutes ago? Yeah, about five minutes ago. And I think there are currently seven different devices connected. Really? Yeah, so people have just logged in and, and, you know, they're connected and, and surfing the internet now. And so what, what can you see on your screen? Well, so I actually fired up this little tool called DriftNet, right? And DriftNet's fun because basically what it does is it looks at all the traffic that's going through and pulls out images. And so any images that are being connected back and forth, I mean... So just pictures online. Were, were you connected, it would be pictures of puppies, right, coming down. <laughs> The bane um, of my existence. <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, apparently someone is shopping for shoes. I'm seeing a couple images of shoes. Um, some kids from, I think, maybe Africa in school uniforms. Can you literally see the pictures? Yeah, can I see the pictures. I see a big picture of some... I'm not sure what I'm seeing. I think it's maybe a propane canister. Um, Nothing creepy about that. Not, yeah, that's kind of weird. And, and they were from different people. It wasn't the same person researching children's and propane tanks. Exactly. So nothing, nothing that we need to call the Department of Homeland Security about. Um, so yeah, so this is basically just pulling out random pictures as, as people are, are surfing the internet. Okay, I'm going to spin around because I actually want to see this. Hold on. So the, Yeah, so literally on your screen... You're seeing all the images. Can you actually see the information as well or, or just the images? So you can actually go through and I can fire up a tool called EdderCap and that'll basically go through and start kind of listening for information. As you, and now, as I just fired it up, you can see here there is somebody connecting to their email account. And you can see yeah. um, there's a username and the password. Oh, my God. Yeah. So are you able to track, if we keep this running for an hour, how many in total have, have logged on? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I could actually keep track of that. How many have you had now? So we're up to seven. Okay, we're up to seven. Point. How many do you think we're going to get in an hour? Well, I mean, we're coming up on lunchtime. Okay. I'd say we probably double that number because it's pretty, it's, it's pretty full right now here. Um, I suspect we may get... Probably about 15 or 16. 15? I think you're thinking too low. I'm going to say I'm gonna say we get 35. 35. 35. All right. And how about this? Whoever's closer buys lunch. Okay. Okay, deal? Uh, you sure you want to make that deal? Because I control the data here. <laughs> well, I eat a lot, so maybe, maybe the odds are somehow even. All right, let's see how we do. All right. Do 
you ever use like open or free Wi-Fi networks? Yeah, we definitely use open Wi-Fi networks all the time. I do use uh, open Wi-Fi at the airport or anywhere that has it, I use it. Pretty much anywhere there's a free, free signal. Are you ever concerned that your personal information could be accessed or hacked using an open or a free Wi-Fi network? Yeah, we def- I've definitely thought about it. But at the same time, because it's free, it's like, it's too tempting to not do it. I just trust everything and I'm like, oh, no one's going to steal from me or, you know, my identity is (laughs) too boring to, like, be stolen. So you hear a lot of stories in the media about people getting hacked, information being accessed illegally. Do you think it's a legitimate concern or do you think the media sort of makes a bigger deal of it than is necessary? Yeah, I definitely hear the media talking about it all the time. It just doesn't seem like that big of an issue. I think it's probably underexposed. I think there's probably a lot more hacking going on than people actually realize. You're listening to Hackable, a podcast from McAfee. And today, we're trying to figure out just how risky it is to use free Wi-Fi. My name is Jeff Siskind, and I'm sitting here in a Dallas coffee shop with Bruce Snell, the Cybersecurity and Privacy Director for McAfee. So, Bruce... About an hour has passed, and I bet that 35 people would be tricked into connecting to your evil twin Wi-Fi network. 35, yeah. And now, my friend, the moment of truth. How did I do? Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Sorry. What? Right now, 22. 22. Okay, so you're closer. Well, that's all right. I mean, you know... (laughs) I got a better sense for these sort of things. And and you're looking at the screen, so I actually have no way I'm convinced I was right. But 22, okay, that's 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 something. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. Um, I I haven't seen any more um, username and passwords come across. Okay, what Uh, have you seen? That's pretty good. A lot of pictures. I'm I'm being stared at by somebody's selfie. It looks like uh, (laughs) right now. Um, Definitely a lot of good traffic. So you're you're not a bad guy. Right. As far as I can tell. No, as far as, I, as far as you know. <laughs> as far as I know. So you haven't done anything nasty. Mm-hmm. What, if you were an evil genius, mm-hmm. what could you have done? Well, there's actually a module for this tool that I'm using that lets you inject code into, you know, in, into the request. Okay. Basically what that means is, you know, you're, you're downloading a web page, right? Whenever you browse a web page, you're actually downloading bits and bytes to your computer. Okay. Right? Something that gets downloaded and then is opened and executed on your on your device. Well, you can actually inject code into that that stream that you're downloading, right? So that picture could be infected with malware, oh. so that when your browser opens up the picture, it actually opens up malicious code in the background and infects your computer. So even if you're not, you know, faced with one of those pop up things that says, "Do you want to download this?" Right. You're downloading it anyway. Right, because I mean that's how that's how it works, right? So you, you, you a lot of times you think about a web page, you think about, "Oh, I'm just going to go look at this thing." Well, each of those components has to actually execute on your on your system, right? So if you're um, looking at a picture, it's being technically it's it's executing code, right? So part of what a, a malware would do is actually live inside that picture. And then as that picture is opened up, all the individual little libraries and, and switches and things that happen in the background uh, would execute that code and infect your system. Wow, I would have never thought of that. So there's actually one example I think that was really funny. And in fact, one of my favorite stories about uh, around security where this guy in the UK 
took this whole concept to to an amusing level. Okay, well let's uh, let's take a listen to that now. I'm Pete Stevens. I'm director of a small ISP, and at one point I discovered that the people in the house next door were using my Wi-Fi access point. I thought this was a little bit rude of my neighbours. Basically, I just thought, what would be the funniest thing I can do? So I thought I would uh, mess with their connection. Every Wi-Fi device has a little identifier in it that says who it is. So I built a list of my Wi-Fi devices that were allowed to access the internet properly and every guest device, which would include my neighbours. I then told my Wi-Fi point to redirect my neighbours so when they typed in a website, they would instead get something of my choosing. This is a, a classic man-in-the-middle attack where I get to redirect their traffic. And the first destination I chose to redirect their traffic to the website kittenmore.com. If you don't know, Kittenmore is a great website, which is what the internet was invented for, which is distributing pictures of kittens. And it gives you a choice of two kittens, and you have to click on the more attractive kitten. And that was the only thing their internet connection could do from that moment on. Just pick kittens. Redirecting to kittens was was the first thing I did. And um, whilst it was quite entertaining, my neighbours very quickly got bored and stopped using the internet through my Wi-Fi access point. So I thought it would be much funnier to do something a bit more subtle that would keep them using the access point for a while, but just frustrate them. So the first thing I did was I put a nice little redirection process in where... Every time you requested a picture from the internet, instead of giving you the picture directly, it would turn it upside down and then give it to you. And the result of this is everything on the internet appears to be upside down. Um, Another variant on that that I then did, which I think was even more annoying, because it took every single picture on the internet and just made it very, very blurry, as if you're monitor was out of focus and obviously it doesn't matter what you do with the focus controls on your monitor you can never put it back into focus because i've corrupted the original image i could see traffic passing through the access point and i could see them using google searching for all the images are upside down what is wrong with my computer have i got a virus and obviously there was absolutely nothing wrong with their computer it was just all of their internet traffic was being intercepted and modified without their control or knowledge my neighbours continued to use my uh, internet for a couple of weeks um, until they eventually got their own own internet installed. Once I'd, I'd done this myself, I thought it would be a fun thing to write up and explain to everyone else what I'd done. And it's great because a lot of other people have, have read it and emailed me about it. Possibly the nicest email I ever received was from the guy who runs the website kittenwar.com who had many, many people contact him complaining that he'd hacked their internet connections and all they could see was pictures of kittens. And he would always have to go back to them and explain that maybe if they stopped stealing Wi-Fi, all their computer problems would go away. So a lot of other people have deployed exactly the same thing. So as of right now, based on everything I've seen today, I think I I could positively say I never want to connect to a Wi-Fi thing again because even if what I'm looking at is innocent enough, I kind of don't want a creepy dude checking out what I'm checking out. It just there's something about it feels very invasive. So what what can I do, if anything, to protect myself? 
For the record, at no point was I ever creepy while we were doing <laughs> no, this. I'm not saying you're <laughs> creepy. I'm saying a creepy dude. <laughs> as long as we're clear. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think a big thing that people can do, you know, that'll go a long way to protecting them, um, is to use a VPN. Okay. What's, right? so, what's, what's so VPN that? stands for Virtual Private Network. Right. Okay. And so what a VPN does, for example, you wanted to go to you know Google.com, it would first go to the VPN server and then to Google. Oh, okay. And what this does is it allows you to create, it creates basically a tunnel, right? And we actually use the term tunnel. Um, that is all of the traffic, everything that's going through your, your device is being encrypted. So how, how, do you, how do you get a VPN? If you work for a large company, you probably have a VPN for your laptop or your work machine. Uh, but for mobile devices, you can go through and, and just basically do a, a Google search or Bing search or whatever you like uh, for VPN provider. Um, you know, if you're on iOS, use VPN iOS and go through and read the reviews of, of kind of the top providers. And they typically involve downloading an app, right, that will install on your on your device. And enabling that app will actually let you start up your VPN. And they're typically pretty inexpensive at this point. I think you can get a good solid VPN for about $5 a month. So it's, oh, okay. it's, a, it's a pretty small fee. But doing that is actually a really good way to make sure all of your communications are kept private uh, from you to the, the sites you're supposed to go to. And then is there anything else I should keep in mind? Well, you really have to be a bit suspicious, right, when, you, <laughs> when, you're, when you're dealing with the Internet. And I certainly uh, am now. You, if that was your goal coming into today, you've, it's mission accomplished, sir. Excellent. So if, if, you're, if you're at a coffee shop and you see a Wi-Fi hotspot that says free fast Wi-Fi, don't join it, right? Because that, I mean, that's, it's just, it's bait, okay. right? It's, it's a cyber criminal putting something out there that says, hey, this is, this is fast. It's free. I love it, right? People love fast. People love free, right? So sure. It's not to love. That's a good way to keep an eye out, right? To, so if you're in the airport, you know, join the, you know, the official airport Wi-Fi. In fact, a lot of airports actually have signs that tell you what the, you know, the, what network to join. If you're at a coffee shop, like the coffee house cafe that we're at today, you know, their Wi-Fi access point is called Coffee House Cafe Guest, right? It's, it's pretty easy to see. So really just be suspicious and don't connect to any funky Wi-Fi hotspots. Okay, Bruce, so I have now researched and downloaded a VPN Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm hooked up. Right. Can we try part one of the experiment? I want to actually see if you can see what sure. I'm searching for now. Sure, let's go. Okay, so is your network still up and running? Yeah, we're up. Okay, so let me connect to it. Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm in. Okay, so I see your device connected. Okay. Um, so go ahead and do a search for uh, whatever you like. I am. Okay, so what, <laughs> what, what can you see? Actually, cannot see anything. I see, I see an outbound connection, um, but I'm not getting any of the specifics around what site you're searching on, and none of the graphics are coming up either. Okay, well, you are missing out, my friend. <laughs> shall, shall I? Do you want to? Yeah, I can see. turn my computer around. Let's see. Look at that. Oh, this is some adorable <laughs> some puppies. Adorable <laughs> puppies. Look at that. Look at that guy. He's he's pressed up against the glass, and this one that looks like a pom pom. I, li- I like the pup Rito. Little puppy in the tortilla. Oh, That's... Little, it's like a puppy sandwich. 
<laughs> I'm really wrong. sad I missed out on that. I know. Anyway, um, so I got my work cut out for me. Those are really the things that the cyber criminals are looking for. <laughs> well, I, I can imagine, because then he who controls the puppies controls the world. That's right. That's right. All right, Bruce. I, thank you so much. Yeah, it's I've, been a blast. I've learned a lot. I was freaked out, and now I feel like now I can search for puppies in peace. Fantastic. You've made made this boy very, very happy. You've been listening to Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to learn more about how we perform the Wi-Fi hack, well head on over to hackablepodcast.com to get behind-the-scenes information, photos, video, as well as tips. And if you feel like leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, well, please do. Thanks for listening.